the uh, center of the Alamogordo Center of the World Trinity, 1945. That one is going to be played locally very soon. What can you tell me about that? Uh, yes, that is playing on Friday, and uh, we're um, really happy with that first film that we did. It actually came about uh, during COVID. Uh, we had a lot of times on our a lot of time on our hands, and we were um, thinking about doing a film that um, told the perspective that I felt like hadn't been told before. And growing up in Alamogordo, uh, you know. I went to school with all the kids and always heard about all the military stuff. And I knew my granddad had been involved in coming out to New Mexico to work in Los Alamos. And I just had a perspective that I felt like needed to be told. So we put together a film and uh, we were going to actually show it one time in Alamogordo at the 75th, at the anniversary of the 75th, um, anniversary of the uh, Trinity site explosion. And um, lo and behold, you know, we had all this time to work on it during COVID. We kept improving it, kept improving it. And then when it was time, uh, when July 16th rolled around, it was 2020, it was uh, still, we were unable to show the film because of the governor's order, COVID order. And uh, basically um, we decided to put it in some film festivals and it ended up uh, winning um, unexpectedly, winning four awards, uh, and and um, we were really happy about that. That get, got us a little momentum, and um, um, the film that the that one film has um, gone around. It's it's been shown in Albuquerque, Las Vegas, Nevada. In fact, right now you can watch the film every thirty minutes at the uh, National Atomic Museum. I gave them permission to rotate that film. So there's been, you know, tens of thousands of people that have watched the film uh, through that venue because they get a lot of people that go through there. And, and of course, we've showed it all over New Mexico. And it's, uh, you know, it's a great film that talks about Alamogordo's role in um, the first test of the nuclear explosion, how how did they pick Alamogordo and, and why did they pick a site that was near Alamogordo and what kind of influence did Alamogordo have both in being geographically close to the explosion, but also maybe people within the community and, and the influence and some of the events that happened in the last minute. And so uh, that is what that film is, is about. Um, and it's, it's a great it's a great little film and it is uh, very much uh, geared towards uh, honoring um, Alan McGordle's role in um, World War II and the contribution of, of uh, working very hard and getting a solution to end a bloody war and so that's um, that's that's the story on Alan McGordle's Center of the World Trinity 1945 now the bigger news is the upcoming film Oppenheimer after Trinity. Yeah. When's so that going to be released? We, and actually, before you tell me when it's going to be released, I know the name, but maybe some of our listeners don't. Who was Oppenheimer? Okay, Dr. Robert, uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer was, uh, he was actually a physics professor uh, out at Berkeley at the time. He was a really brilliant um, scientist who, who, 
physicists who also had some very unique leadership qualities. And um, Dr. Leslie Groves, who was, um, uh, he was charged with uh, putting together the Manhattan Project, which employed 75,000 people across the country, multiple uh, bases and, and areas of uh, research and development. He wanted, he wanted someone that would not only understand the technology, but could find the best and most brilliant scientists and be able to have the charisma to talk them in to come in to New Mexico to work uh, on this project. And that's, that's who uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer is. Okay, so when is the film going to be released? Okay, so our, our film um, has already been released to uh, some film festivals for them, not for their public viewing, but for their, uh, you know, uh, film team that decides on um, awards and, and that kind of thing. We wanted to do that early so we could get some momentum for the film. Uh, the first public showing um, is going to be in Los Alamos, and it's going to be this Saturday at 7 p.m. Um, with another show Sunday at 3 p.m. And that'll be the very first time that we show the film to the public, uh, of which we plan on having dates in Alamogordo, Las Cruces, Albuquerque, and we're uh, already working on several other dates to show that particular film. You'll have to keep me in the loop on that so we can pass that information along. Now, I'm hearing... Well, you... and, and I'll, I'll go ahead and give you a heads up. We will be in Alamogordo one, one night only, and it's going to be uh, May the 19th, um, 2023, and we're going to have the show at 7 p.m., and we're going to show the film at the Flickinger Center there on New York Avenue uh, at 7 p.m. on May the 19th. And I'll be there for uh, a little bit of an introductory, and then we'll do question and answers after the film. And I'll stick around as long as anybody is there and wants to ask questions. And uh, we're real excited to have the film in Alamogordo because the, the thing about the second film is we, um, once again, tell the story before, during, and after the bomb test. And there's a lot of footage that we were able to uh, – find some additional uh, things of interest after our first film that we're making sure we get in the second film because we want to kind of cover all those loose ends. And and the whole process is to kind of tell a story. And that story is, you know, it begins with the selection of, you know, um, the Alamogordo Army Air Base and the Trinity Site Test through the Manhattan Project, you know, the explosion happens right at that moment. There's a lot of different components that are happening around the world. World War II is ending. Japanese is intensifying. And, you know, there's a lot of things right here in New Mexico that people were making decisions for, um, you know, like, um, you know, the scientists up in Los Alamos are thinking about, you know, the first time use of war, wartime uh, for, you know, dropping the bomb. Uh, but at the same time, just, you know, Germany has fell and we're sending in a special team of people to go in and capture um, German technology. And um, essentially the first report of, uh, comes back to the president right about the same time as the Trinity site explosion and so uh, Truman is faced with you know a lot of different 
things that are uh, going down, they all have a New Mexico tie because the next and third movie that we're working on is the uh, bringing over the V2 rockets and um, uh, Dr. Von Braun, Dr. Steinhoff over to the New Mexico desert, the same place where the atomic uh, bomb has just been tested. And so that, that trilogy continues and goes really um, until 1950. So we kind of cover the years between 1945 and 1950 with these three films. And the, the viewer that has lived in New Mexico and appreciates the military uh, history that we have uh, will love all three of these films. Okay. Now, earlier you mentioned the word perspective, and so I'm going to ask some questions from a different perspective. And I just want to preface by saying I mean no disrespect to anyone that assisted in this project, including your grandfather, sir. But yeah. I do have some questions that I'm going to ask. Um, the nuclear weapons program is a very rough subject for many. I'm included in that. I, for one, believe the Trinity site is a monument to man's greatest folly. And I know I'm not the only person right. that said that. What could you say to someone like me that doesn't see a lot of uh, sunshine and roses when we talk about nuclear weapons? Well, I appreciate that. And I think you would find, um, you know, my, my films, especially the first film, uh, is very agnostic, agnostic when it comes to uh, taking a sides. I think I measure very carefully the military need to try to end the war with a mission that was uh, to really try to beat Hitler, who was making great gains at the time. And uh, we had intelligence back from um, the folks in Berlin that they were working on nuclear fusion. So the argument that, you know, are they going to have something before we have it? And are they going to have, you know, this um, incredible um, power that's, that's, that's going to dominate the world? And we saw what kind of madman Hitler was. And, of course, that all ended April 30th, 1945. So that particular endeavor, which was probably the nation's greatest um, endeavor for finding um, a technological uh, answer uh, to World War II involving 75,000 people and and multiple, you know, billions of dollars in, in today's um, environment. And, and, and so they ended up kind of having this. And, and so that first film kind of tells that story. The second film, it once again, is agnostic. And I, I let the I let the documents and the history tell the story. I don't try to take a side. I don't throw it a military tent or a pro uh, labs tent or a pro um, uh, anti uh, nuclear uh, uh, tent. I try to just tell the story, just tell the history. And so what happens is um, the scientists that are working um, at this very moment, they're also as um, divided in um, their course of action on one hand, they realize they have a patriotic duty and they're trying to figure out something that is uh, important for the war. On the other hand, and I don't want to spoiler alert the second film, but, you know, they're signing petitions and asking Oppenheimer to deliver it to the president saying, you know, we don't want to work on any, any more 
bombs, not just the super bomb, but any bomb. We, we are against this uh, use of um, our brain power to do this. And so the second film is going to talk about that conflict. And it's a very deep and personal conflict. And it's not just from um, a military point of view. It's, it's, it really uh, is it's from the scientist's point of view that we're working day in, day out on this particular technology. And, um, and so I think after you um, watch my second film, um, you'll see that, that um, I think we very carefully um, tell that story. And, and of course, the third film is about the V2 rockets and, um, and bringing over Von Braun. And, and, you know, there was really only one purpose uh, in bringing that rocket technology over is, um, you know, we were um, committed to try to take the two biggest marvels of World War II, which was, you know, the nuclear bomb, and the second was technology that the Germans had developed regarding um, transatlantic uh, 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 vehicles, rockets that could go from one continent to the other, even though they had just perfected the V2, they were working on the V9. And so, um, once again, I don't want to spoil the storyline of the second film, but or the third film, but the bottom line is I try to tell the history and the story. And, and so if you walk in, um, you might think that I'm trying to give you a certain push or tent one way or the other. And, and I think I can have people with all perspectives sit down and watch all three films and uh, compliment the fact that I've tried to be very careful and just talking about the historic nature. Um, and if I can, um, I felt like this historic perspective was getting ready to fall off the table and it needed to be told that, you know, the film footage um, that's available and, and uh, the, you know, perspective of a lot of the people that I have as eyewitnesses and, and that I've interviewed on the film, you know, they're, uh, in their 80s, and uh, um, I just wanted to try to capture this story and preserve the history before it fell off the table. And I, I did not have any agenda, and I I made myself, um, I fought myself uh, constantly not trying to um, sway the audience one way or the other, but just tell the story. Um, and so that's that's what I've tried to do. So I to answer your question, I, I think you're going to enjoy my film as much as, as anyone, there's no preconceived um, uh, agenda. There's no preconceived um, push or story or narrative. I'm just trying to tell the history. You know, I can respect that because, and, and you know this, defenders of the program take the stance of the ends justify the means, and that is a very bad way of looking at this, but it sounds like you took a very... Sadly, a unique perspective from it, and, and I like that, so I will look forward to seeing that. Another thing that bothers me, aside from employing literal Nazis and uh, then starting the arms race with the Soviet Union, only old people like us remember that stuff, Larry. Uh, <laughs> but we have no clue how many people 
have been killed or affected while, either indirectly by fallout, uh, causing some of the waters in the Pacific to become toxic as a direct result of our actions at the Bikini Atoll, or even closer to home, the downwinders. Right. Um, you yeah, know, and, and go ahead. Absolutely. No, and I, I get that. I, I, uh, I want you to know that, um, you know, um, I think, I think just about every person that worked in the atomic projects, whether it was Trinity site and, uh, uh, maybe, um, not everyone in Los Alamos that might've not gone down to the test site. But certainly in Nevada, you know, I started showing Alamogoro Center of the World, and I have to tell you, they love the they love the movie. They they wanted to know um, more about Alamogordo and how this all started. And we have shown the film up there several times. And to retired nuclear workers that were gave their career, and they were the ones that took the bomb over after it left New Mexico, and they started testing it out in the Nevada desert. And they've had, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of um, real uh, medical issues that have affected them. And they've gotten very proactive about um, getting um, themselves covered and getting the government to take responsibility. And and I uh, spoke with um, a uh, uh, one of the uh, U.S. Uh, congressmen from Las Vegas who happened to be at one of our events and said, you know, help us in New Mexico because we still have people that haven't been acknowledged and, and they haven't they haven't had their voice heard and, and there's constantly um, a bill that takes care of the folks in Nevada and other folks around other nuclear facilities. But right at the source of where it all started, we haven't had our, our day in court. Um, and and so I've been very proactive in trying to carry that message and build um, some collaboration between the folks in Nevada and the folks in New Mexico, uh, because I I truly believe um, that the government needs to step up and and uh, take care of anyone that was affected, you know, by this by this action. Larry, if you one. were uh, in the room with me, I would shake your hand right now, brother. Oh, thank you. Well, and, 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 and just, you know, by the way, I, I, you know, I've done a lot of research, uh, probably all three projects, about 2,000 hours or more, and um, I've come across documents that um, I've never seen before having to do with the, uh, um, you know, some of the uh, handwritten notes that were done the day of the explosion, and I have... Um, um, uh, called uh, Mrs. Cordova uh, a couple of times and said, my files are available to you and anything that I can provide you that I've researched that helps your case, um, you know, I'm all for it. Uh, and my film, you know, my film um, does not, um, you know, it tells a story, it tells a historic perspective. So it's as useful for them and their argument as it is for anybody that comes and watches the film. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is um, I just want everyone to be aware of the history and um, and take care of those families that have been displaced. I mean, I mean there's still ranchers that um, haven't been compensated for the government necessarily, you know, taking over the ranches. And, and, you know, there's a lot of 
history that um, uh, needs to be told so it can get out in the light and transparency always wins, right? And and so uh, we have a wonderful history now on the borough and we ought to be proud of our, our, our heritage and our history. Um, but these are incredible stories that, um, you know, really changed the course of the world. And uh, and it happened right in Alamogordo, New Mexico. I've always thought, boy, it's amazing that, you know, this is all going on right here. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, so all I'm trying to do is to tell the story, protect the history, preserve the story, so uh, future generations can watch the films and, and then they can sit down and, and argue about um, the merits of what happened or what didn't happen. And that's all I'm trying to do. All right. One more question for you on this. You say uh, you've done 60,000 plus hours of research between your three films. No, no, 2,000. 2,000. 2,000. Not 60. Yeah. I thought you, I thought you heard you say 20,000 hours per film, but 2,000 hours. Yeah, no, 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 no. I uh, 2,000 hours for all three films. Okay. That I started in 2018 to research this, and I last time I calculated it was around 2,000, but that's for all three films. Nowhere near as impressive, but okay. <laughs> but in those 2,000 hours in all your research, do you think that Oppenheimer ever read about Pandora's box or the monkey's paw and the morals behind those stories? Absolutely. You're, you're, this this uh, second film that we're going to show on the 19th is going to blow everybody away. And and let me tell you who, who um, I'm, I'm going to tell you who was surprised at the film. Um, one, you know, one of the people that I interview on this film is uh, Charles Oppenheimer grandson of Dr. Oppenheimer. And, um, you know, he is very much about um, uh, turning bombs into energy and trying to deconvert all this weapons of mass destruction to turn into um, instruments that could be useful for humanity, if there is uh, such a, a way to try to do that with what we've already created. But, um, he he watched the entire film and he said, you know, I've studied my grandfather my entire life and I I saw some things, I heard some things that came out of my grandfather's mouth that I'd never heard before and he was very supportive of our film. Um, and I'm very appreciative to him uh, as representative of the Oppenheimer family for giving me time to do an interview. Um, we have about an hour and a half interview that we did with him. And my hopes are that we can put that in a podcast because I want people to hear his perspective, his story. It's very historic. It's very profound. Um, it will move any human be being as to what um, him and his family have gone through. And so, you know, I just, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that, um, that, that he, um, was supportive of, of the film after watching the film. Absolutely. And and by the way, to get in the door, to get in the door to see him, he said, I got to see your first film before I can even grant you an interview. And so, um, well, you he, can't blame him there. Got, <laughs> so 
the good news is he loved Alan McGuire, Center of the World, Trinity, 1945. I got in the door and had a great interview with him. He loves Oppenheimer after Trinity. Um, and and uh, uh, I'm just thrilled that um, he had a chance to be part of this process. Fantastic. And, and I do want to point out uh, one thing that I think is important, because most people, they know uh, we brought Nazis over, Nazi scientists over to uh, assist with this program and others. Uh, but it is important to point out that Oppenheimer was not one of those. He's a uh, he's American, all American, born in New York, if I remember right. Is that correct? That, yeah, it's been correct. a while since they studied correct. him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, he was an American, red, white, and blue, apple pie, baseball. So, uh, not just want to make sure well, people were afraid or are aware of that. Yeah, and he was also a New Mexican. Um, you know, he came up as a boy. Because he had some medical issues, and his parents said, "You know, you need to get you need to get out and get some fresh air. You need to get on a horse. You need to get hiking." So they sent him up to a little place that they had purchased up in the mountains near Los Alamos, and he was, you know, hiking and riding the horse every day and learning Spanish and learning uh, about Mexican food. And and uh, you know, he's New Mexican true and true. And um, um, and of course, when this project came up. Uh, you know, he's the one that that, that pretty much uh, was responsible for Los Alamos being where it it is, um, and then he personally took a role in going out and finding, um, you know, going out and finding the um, test site. And our movie number one is going to talk about the Alamogordo connection of finding that test site. And I don't want to be the spoiler, but I want folks to watch the film. But um, he was very involved. Uh, at an early stage in his life of being um, uh, a New Mexican. Fantastic. So the story of Oppenheimer coming up in the second film, and then uh, Alamogordo is the center of the world on the first film. I do appreciate you taking the time to respond to these concerns. So tell us once again, when and where will these movies be playing? Parts one and two. Oh, great. Okay, so our, our Alamogordo center of the world uh, will actually be um, uh, this uh, Friday, uh, April the 21st. Uh, I believe the film uh, starts at uh, 6, the doors open at 5.30, and I think the film uh, shows at 6. Um, and then the Oppenheimer movie, uh, and that's at the Flickinger Center um, on New York Avenue. Um, I don't have the address right in front of me, but... Um, I'm pretty sure everyone hearing this knows where it is. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then the second movie actually will be in May, um, about a month later. Actually, it's going to be May the 19th, and uh, we're going to show that one at the Flickinger Center. That one's going to start at 7 p.m. And then you alluded to the third film earlier. We didn't really go too much into that, but uh, how close is that one to being in the can and so forth? Yeah, thank you for asking. We're we're about halfway through that one. Um, we still have a little bit more research to do. We're putting it together. I hope to have it out um, September of uh, 2023. Now, if you use my numbers, your research, uh, you've got about 58,000 hours to do. <laughs> <laughs> Using your numbers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. What, yeah. I, what can I right. say? What can I say? All right, brother, we look forward to seeing your films and getting uh, a, a neutral perspective, it sounds like. That sounds exciting. Uh, just 
playing up the facts and letting people come up with their own uh, conclusions. I think that's wonderful. Do you have anything to say in closing? Well, I'd just like to say that, you know, my whole objective in doing this um, is to um, tell that unique and incredible story uh, of what happened in a 200-mile radius in New Mexico between 1945 and 1950. And um, we um, are trying to do it in three films. And by the time you watch all three, um, you're going to have a really good perspective of, of, of what happened during those years, how it all kind of came together, how they all were kind of uh, tied in with each, each other. Um, but the most important thing is uh, I, I feel like a lot of our history in southern New Mexico, we have so much history and so many stories. And um, it, 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 this is just really the uh, tip of the iceberg on documentaries and uh, theatrical movies that have a southern New Mexico tent. And I'm, I'm proud to be contributing to um, telling the world about our history. Sounds wonderful. I, and just to be clear, as it stands right now, because I haven't seen your films, but as it stands right now, that 200-mile radius, as far as I'm concerned, that 200-mile radius held the world hostage. But uh, I am open to your interpretations, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, Larry, thank you so Absolutely. much for joining us. Um, you bet. Always a pleasure speaking about these sorts of things. And, you know, maybe uh, maybe your next documentary should be on Billy the Kid, and maybe you'll be the first man to get it all correct. Well, I am involved in a theatrical uh, right now that is uh, working on a project that is uh, part of that story. So uh, that is also in the work. Nice. And uh, may I suggest when you show uh, Sheriff Garrett, make sure he has a big old yellow stripe up his back. (laughs) (laughs) Coward. Absolutely. All right, brother. You take it easy. We'll talk to you soon. You take care. All right. Yes, sir.